On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. Leaving out the avocado in your salad to save money is not good for morale or your fiber intake. Luckily, State Farm knows the value of the little things. It's why they've got options, like insuring your home and ride with surprisingly great rates on both. Because you shouldn't have to give up what you love for great insurance. For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Sunday, May the 8th. Uh, Happy Mother's Day, by the way, to uh, all the moms out there. And I know we have a few mothers watching the Ice Guys show uh, on a daily basis. Of course, Melissa Cunningham, a new mom uh, over the last few months, stands out above the rest. But everybody that is a mom that tunes into the Ice Guys, and even if you don't, uh, we wish all the moms out there a happy Mother's Day. And look, you're going to see all kinds of uh, NHL stars today on this Sunday slate four more playoff games on tap and I guarantee you that none of them would be where they are today without the support the love uh, of their mother all right simple as that uh, moms sacrifice a lot for their kids they always do and especially for you know the hockey athlete the hockey player driving these kids at, to the rink at five in the fucking morning in the dead cold of the winter in the middle of January you know that's what the moms do for their kids uh, to allow them to pursue their hockey dreams. Uh, and, you know, even the people that are outside of hockey, it's amazing just how devoted uh, mothers are to their kids. So to all moms out there, a happy Mother's Day. Hope you enjoy your special day. We've got Vito with us, of course, as always, uh, on the weekend uh, with us once again. And uh, certainly yesterday, uh, we had some interesting uh, matchups in the NHL. We'll start with the early game, Florida-Washington, and uh, some trouble for the Florida Panthers. Now, is it time to push the panic button? No. But is it time to be a little concerned? Yes. That's where we are right now with the Florida Panthers. Uh, yesterday getting just bludgeoned, uh, essentially, by the Washington Capitals 6-1. to one. Uh, Let's give Peter Laviolette a lot of credit. Uh, he decided to go with Ilya Samsonov after a, a bit of a shaky game, too, from Vitek Vanacek. And look, he pushed the right buttons. It was a good decision. Samsonov was very good, I thought. Uh, in the victory yesterday uh, against the uh, Florida Panthers. Very good, sharp, lateral movement, post-to-post was outstanding. He was tracking the puck well. and He made a couple of big-time saves when that game was still close uh, in the opening two periods, and then Washington blew the doors open uh, in the third period. And so it's back to the drawing board for Florida. And Vito, they got to fix their power play. 
This team got to this point of the season based on their offense and their ability to score goals in bunches. And a big factor in Florida being this potent, explosive offensive dynamo was a power play that was very difficult to stop. Well, Washington has apparently found the antidote to stop that power play because Florida has been awful with the man advantage in this series. And if I'm Andrew Burnett, that's got to be your main focal point. Like, obviously, they're probably going to practice today with game four tomorrow. That's got to be what they look at. They've got to fix this power play. It's not good enough right now. Uh, they're not moving the puck around. The players are too stationary, I find. And it's a very, very easy to defend power play right now This for this uh, Panthers team. And that's what's got to be fixed. So just, you know, we'll get into it more tomorrow. But just my theory is if you're a coach, you got to look at the power play. You got to spend time in practice today trying to fix this shit, trying to get it right. And if I'm looking at tomorrow from a betting standpoint, maybe I'm going to look at a few power play props for the Florida Panthers tomorrow, knowing that they they got to work on this. They got to fix it. They've got to correct it. We'll see if they do because the power plays let them down, Vito, so far in this series. Yeah, well, uh, they haven't scored a single goal in the power play. So that's a big concern. And uh, obviously, yeah, what I told actually also yesterday about the game, Florida hasn't really been to playoffs, and you saw how frustrated they get when they could not play their game, you know, when uh, Washington just plays tough, you know, Florida gets frustrated, takes some extra dumb penalties, which are not needed, you know, and then gets an OV scores another one, makes it 4-1. So really just like, again, like, it's the same like in a game one, just not ready. So let's see what happens in the game two. But yeah, so far, so far, these wets from Washington Capitals have been taking an upper hand in those series. You're muted, Ian. <laughs> it sure as hell looks like the playoff experience uh, for the Washington Capitals uh, is coming through so far. I mean, I mean, uh, had... If you just check also one more thing, uh, guys like Backstrom, Oshie, we yeah. had them out all season, you know. They was not, like, ready to play. They were, and now it looks like they're in their best shape, you know, by the playoff type. So only guy, uh, Wilson, which is now out, you know. But other than that, I think Caps are fully loaded and healthy, you know. So they're playing their best now. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think we're, there's some truth to that, that, they, that they're fully healthy, that, look, these are guys that have won playoff games, that have won series, that have won a Stanley Cup. You know, all, Ovechkin, Oshie, Kuznetsov, Backstrom, uh, all of them on that, John, John Carlson, all of these guys uh, on that Stanley Cup playoff winning, uh, Stanley Cup championship winning team a few years ago when they beat Vegas uh, in the Stanley Cup final. So uh, it's showing through right now, and it's up to Florida now to show that they can respond to some mental adversity tomorrow in game four. We saw Colorado just put the boot. You talk about power play. We go from one power play that sucks to one power play that was absolutely lethal uh, yesterday, the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, that power play of theirs just single-handedly won them the hockey game and destroyed the Nashville Predators. I mean, that power play could not be stopped. Nashville couldn't stop taking penalties, and it was the perfect recipe for Colorado to put a big number on the board and Vito, that old saying, with the stock market, we say it. With a bunch of things in life, we say it. What goes up must come back down. That was Connor Ingram uh, yesterday for the uh, Nashville Predators. What goes up must come down. I kind of thought in the pit of my stomach, and look, I cashed a winner with the best bet yesterday over the total with Nashville and Colorado. Part of that thinking was Connor Ingram's, the floodgates might open against this guy uh, here today after he stood on his head in game two, 50 saves almost, uh, kept Nashville in the game. Uh, the only reason they were in the game because of Connor Ingram, that could have been 6-1 if not for him, that all those great saves he made in game two, when you're talking about a mediocre goalie, a backup goalie, 
when you have that kind of game, that outlier, amazing performance, it's difficult to come right back the next game and play as well. And boy, floodgates open for uh, for Colorado against him yesterday, uh, and they cruised to victory, and now they got a stranglehold veto on this series. Yeah, well, Colorado obviously three nothing in front in series now. Uh, let's see. I think they might even slap them. I think in the pregame playoff show also said similar things. Well, yeah, looks like there's no trap spots for Colorado. They are fully loaded and ready to go in playoffs. And uh, only my little concern maybe is they're going to have like a pretty long rest and, uh, if they uh, sweep uh, Nashville, you know. They, if they sweep Nashville, they will have like one, I don't know how many they rest, you know, between the other series. So, let, you know, too much rest is never good, I think, in, in, uh, in hockey. No, it's not. No, it's not. There's no question. That's not always a good thing uh, when you're talking about, you know, you know, when you're talking about five to seven days off, when you're talking about a week off, maybe. And that's what we might get if Colorado sweeps this series. That's what that's how long they might be off. That is a concern. But it would be good for Darcy Kemper if his, his injury, you know, keeps him out the rest of this series. He'd at least have a long time to recover in time for the second round. This goalie from AHL used to Anunen was called up today. So yeah, Eustace that. Anonen, you're right. Yep, Eustace Anonen is the uh, backup goalie to Pavel Francois uh, now for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. So yeah, uh, I, I'm probably I'm pretty confident Darcy Kemper will be out as well tomorrow uh, in Game Four, and they'll probably start Francois in that one. But remember that eye injury uh, didn't look good. Ryan Johansson's stick clipped him. The stick went right through one of the holes in the goalie mask, and it ended up clipping Darcy Kemper right in the eye. So it was dangerous, and you're just uh, hoping it wasn't the worst-case scenario. So it looks like it's day-to-day. Like I just said, I don't think we're going to see Kemper tomorrow. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But Colorado on the verge of a sweep there. And certainly I've got Colorado in four and in five in that series, both at a plus price. So I'm hoping one of them cashes, and we're in good shape probably because I don't think this series, even if Nashville somehow wins game four, I don't think it's going past game five. Uh, in Colorado. Uh, all right. Um, and the last game, or no, two more games, Rangers-Penguins. I mean, just crazy game. I mean, who would have thought that Rangers-Penguins would be one of the highest scoring series of this uh, opening round? But it's essentially what it's been. And for the Rangers, it continues to be lackluster defending. Uh, yesterday, it wasn't even the Crosby line that hurt them the most. It was everybody. It was the depth forwards. It was Evan Rodriguez. who's hasn't We haven't been able to find him in months offensively for Pittsburgh. And he steps up all of a sudden. Shesterkin getting pulled. Has his confidence been rattled a little bit? Although I think a lot of it was the play in front of him was piss poor, uh, if you ask me. So they went with Georgiev. That wasn't so much an indictment of Shesterkin's play. That was Gerard Gallant trying to wake up the team because that was a horrible first period. And it worked. You know, they came all the way back. They tied it 4-4. But again, penalty trouble in the third for the Rangers. And the Penguins got the go-ahead goal uh, to make it 5-4. And they put it away with a couple of empty netters. Uh, late to seal the victory. Congrats to Vito uh, for uh, cashing with Pittsburgh last night uh, in that one to take a 2-1 series lead. But uh, look, Penguins, a very formidable foe here. And if the Rangers are going to continue to struggle with puck management and stuff like that in their own end, and they had issues at times last night with that, they're inviting trouble uh, against this Pitt Penguins team. Yeah, well, Penguins just found a way to score early, you know, and it's always hard to get when you get down early i mean it's very hard to climb back in game especially in the playoffs and actually rangers managed to do that you know and well we don't have the best goalie as well for the pens at the moment there was like maybe few few he actually could save but actually he made also great saves in the third period you know uh in a power play when rangers had some one-timers for uh, mikas banajet 
uh, Louis Domingue played well. So, yeah, it was a crazy game. I mean, going up 4-1, you, you know, that just shows that there's no fans really are not focusing too much on defense. They know that they, they, they play three third-string goalie and they're really, really just trying to outscore the opponent, opposition, you know, and they might get Tristan Jari back for the next series. So all they need to do, they just need to outscore here Rangers and win them, you know, and, well, you see Shoshorkin getting pulled. Georgiou didn't play bad, but overall it's seven goals. I mean, not seven. I guess, well, it's six goals scored or five. It was two empty netters, right? So five goals, yeah, scored. But what an empty netter pass from Sidney Crosby, actually. That was that was very beautiful when he passed to Jeff Carter. But, yeah, uh, let's see what happens in the, game, in the next game because overall Rangers was a little bit better in expected goals, you know, so they played a little bit better, but that's what you expect, you know. If one team is up 4-1, other team will chase, and other team will have more chances, you know. So let's see what happens in game in next game. All right, yeah, absolutely, I agree with that. Let's see what happens uh, in the uh, next game, indeed. Uh, all right, um, okay. Next up, uh, we've got uh, Dallas and Calgary. Um, I'm telling you what, Calgary just has problems with the Dallas Stars. I mean, this is uncanny how many issues this team has with the Dallas Stars. They got bounced by this team in the playoffs two years ago. Uh, it was a problem then, uh, and they're having just as many issues with the Stars here. The Stars just play that, you know, in-your-face style. You know, they are really, really good in terms of their, you know, getting in the shooting lanes, blocking shots, doing all of that. They have just been a thorn uh, in the side of the Calgary Flames here in this series. And Big Joe uh, Pavelski, again, I'm telling you, this guy is just the ultimate clutch performer. He raises his game. He elevates his game consistently uh, in the uh, playoffs, uh, and it continues to be a, th uh, a thing of beauty to watch. I mean, the, just how some players are just wired that way, Vito. They just have a way to put it into another, take it to another level, take it to another gear at, at playoff time, and Joe Pavelski does that year in and year out for the Dallas Stars. Two goals for him. Uh, outstanding performance. And look, uh, Ottinger's outplayed Markstrom here the last couple games. That's another thing. The young kid in net for Dallas in what's been a relatively low-scoring series, although we did finally see a, an over thanks to a dying seconds empty net goal. That's a horrible beat if you had the under last night. The empty net goal for Dallas goes in in the final seconds, but finally an over in that series. But yeah, Ottinger is slightly outplayed. So uh, Markstrom so far in this series. and. Unfortunately for Calgary, you look at the regular seasons that so many of their big star forwards have had, and you are not able to find these guys so far here in the playoffs, other than Lindholm. Lindholm, of course, scored one of the goals last night for Calgary. He's been pretty good so far in this series, but where the hell's Johnny Gaudreau? I mean, again, with Johnny Gaudreau in the playoffs, he's, he is getting chances. Now, to his credit, he did get robbed by Ottinger uh, in the third period. He had a brilliant chance. He got absolutely robbed in that. A chance by Ottinger, but he's got to produce. I don't want to hear, oh, I got chances. I don't want to hear, oh, I got shots on goal. No, put the puck in the net. All right, you're getting paid to do that. You've got to find a way to bury some of your chances. It's simple as that. Did we give Matthews and Marner from the Leafs a free pass last year for shots and chances and no production? No, we didn't. So why should we give you, Johnny, uh, a free pass? You got to put the puck in the net. And Kachuk, stop trying to fight guys that don't fight and try to maybe score a goal. Try to do something offensively, Matt Kachuk. You don't need to be running around chasing guys that want nothing to do with fighting. How about making an impact offensively? How about getting on the scoreboard? How about getting on the score sheet? How about doing something like that? 
to help the team. Running around like a chicken with your head cut off, looking to fight guys who want no part of it is not the way to win a series. It's yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, well, you see, I think just that. Uh, Ridiculous is antics that, out there. Put a puck in the net. That uh, uh, lines from uh, stars, actually, guys like you, Sagan, you know, and Ben, they're actually doing a great, uh, great job shutting down this good draw, you know, Lindholm and Tachak, so and. So yeah, they're just getting also pissed off, you know. So overall, Dallas is just doing some great job, you know, playing tough hockey and really just shutting down that one line from Calgary, you know. And then you know Tafoli also. Well, Calgary had some great score. Uh, whoops, you know. And Ottinger also plays amazing, you know. So putting everything together is gonna be a tough series. I don't. I still. Well, obviously, it's they're not done, you know. And it's gonna. I think it goes to Game Seven, perhaps. Yeah, I mean Calgary's got to figure it out. Figure it the fuck out, and they've got to do it in a hurry, you know, because uh, right now Dallas is definitely making their life tough. Uh, and, and look, they're they're just their defense has been good, their penalty killing has been good, but it's that old saying: if you want to win in the playoffs, you got to go that extra mile. You got to win those extra puck battles. You got to win those extra one-on-one battles. And right now, the Calgary Flames are not doing that. Up, oh, I understand we've got some breaking news here. Apparently, someone has been nice enough to send me Vito. Um, the post-game speech here last night from uh, Daryl Sutter uh, after the game, a, a terrible loss for the Calgary Flames, and uh, wasn't very happy. Want to play, then I'm getting the fuck out of here. I mean, if you're not going to recover Greg Graham, if you're just going to let him drive by it, if the rest of you are going to let him catch the ball outside the three-second lane and drive all the way in here without one guy challenging him, then I'm leaving and you fucking guys will run till you can't even suffer. Now, hey, I'm tired of this shit. I'm sick and fucking tired of an 8 and 10 record. I'm fucking tired of losing to Purdue. I'm not here to fuck around this week. Now, you may be, but I'm not. Now, I'm going to fucking guarantee you that if we don't play up there Monday night, you ain't going to believe the next four fucking days. Now, I am not here to get my ass beat on Monday. Now you better fucking understand that right now. This is absolute fucking bullshit. Now I'll fucking run your ass right in the ground. I mean, I'll fucking run you. You'll think last night was a fucking picnic. I had to sit around for a fucking year with an 8 and 10 record in this fucking league. And I mean, you will not put me in that fucking position again. Or you will goddamn pay for it like you can't fucking believe. Now you better get your head out of your ass. I agree. Did you hear that, Calgary? Johnny Gaudreau? Hello? Hello? Matthew Kachuk? Hello? Anybody home? Hello? Mangiapani? It's nice to score a billion goals in October. Can I get one in May? Can I get one in May? Did you hear that, guys? Get your head out of your ass! Just like was just said. That's what you need to do right now uh, if you're the uh, Calgary Flames. Get your goddamn heads out of your ass and find a way. There it is. All right. So that was yesterday. We got four games to break down here uh, on this Sunday card. And one is about to start uh, in just a a few minutes. It's uh, game four, uh, Eastern Conference first round, Carolina Hurricanes taking on the uh, Boston Bruins. Uh, We've got Boston here pretty pretty much uh, minus 120 uh, home favorites uh, in this game. Total five and a half uh, across the board Uh, in this one. There we go. 
uh, just getting the uh, graphics ready here. There we go. So Carolina uh, leading this series uh, two games to one, game four this afternoon. Boston got the win they needed, uh, obviously, in game three. Uh, we figured they would come out with a pretty strong effort uh, in that game, uh, and they definitely did that. Uh, there's no question. Um, a nice win. Uh, even in the first period, you know, Carolina got that first goal uh, to go up one nothing. Uh, but Boston got a huge shorthanded goal from Coyle, tied it up, uh, and then they pretty much controlled the game from that point on. Uh, a desperation, sense of urgency from the Bruins, which you expected to see from this group that is still littered with a lot of the veterans that have been on this team for almost a decade. Bergeron, Marshawn, Posternock among them, uh, and certainly it's been a, a big time. Uh, situation here for them where they've just been uh, terrific for the uh, Bruins for a long time. But, you know, when you look at this game here today, Boston did what I we all kind of expected. You know, down 2 nothing at home. You expected the Bruins to come out of it with a pretty good effort in, in Game 3 uh, and try to get bounced back, and they were able to do that. But now the question becomes, can they win a second game here, tie this series up, and really get themselves back into it I don't think that's going to happen, to be quite honest with you today. I said I'll give Boston a chance to prove to me in Game 3 that they can get back in it. But when you look at the Bruins here today, uh, obviously they've been without Hampus Lindholm the last uh, well, last game he was out. He got injured in Game 2. He was out Game 3. He's still out. And now to make matters much, much worse, by far the best defenseman on this team, Charlie McAvoy, late scratch due to COVID-19 protocol. So for those of you that thought, COVID-19 was history. Think again. Uh, Charlie McAvoy on uh, COVID protocol, a late scratch today. That's your two best defensemen. It's not even close. Not even close that those are the two best defensemen that the Boston Bruins have. So as a result now today, you've got Grizzlick and Carlo on the top pair. And these are solid defensemen. I don't know if they're top pair defensemen. And Carlo especially has had some bad, bad gaffes. Losing puck battles, losing positioning in front of the net. And now he's got to play top pair minutes. Uh, Derek Forbert and Clifton on the uh, second pair. Mike Riley and Josh Brown, the third pair. Uh, this is this is problems, in my opinion, for the who's going to take those minutes? Uh, who's going to take that responsibility? Charlie McAvoy, in particular, a guy that plays in all situations, is so critical on both the PP, the PK, uh, and five on five. You know, it's just a tall, tall order now for this blue line. You look at Carolina on the flip side here going into this game. Uh, you know, I think they've got a better game in them. Uh, Anti Ranta, by the way, big news for the Hurricanes. Anti Ranta is good to go and will be in net this afternoon for the Hurricanes, returning from that upper body injury that he suffered in game two. Of course, Pyotr Kochetkov came in, played well in game two in relief of Ranta. And then in game three, not so much for him. Uh, I don't want to say he struggled or he was terrible, but, you know, Kochetkov, you know, Boston did figure him out a little bit. So, uh, anti Ranta back in net. And let's not forget, before he got hurt, anti Ranta was playing very well uh, in this series before that injury. So I like Carolina here. I, I've said all along, and I said in the recap after game three, even though Boston won yesterday, I said it. I still think Carolina is the better team, the deeper team, and I still think they're going to win this series, uh, which, of course, I bet before the series that uh, Carolina would win it. And I'm going to add on Carolina here at even money, plus 100 today to take game four and take a commanding 3-1 series lead. And I like the over. I mean, 3-0 and to the over, 5.5 still out there uh, with the total here. Uh, I think it's going to go over the total one more time. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Had three games go over the total in this series. All of those games lined at 5.5. Uh, 
And I'm going to go right back to the over here as well. Vito, Carolina, Boston, game four. Yeah, I think I can agree with that over definitely here because uh, just because getting Ranta back now, also first game, he hasn't played for a few games, you know, and uh, I think he can let in two, three goals easy, you know. He has not played, so next game maybe he will be even more sharp. And just if we look from Boston's side, those are McAvoy is obviously a big loss here, you know, and uh, defense is banged up now without Lindholm. Only guy, which is, I mean, it's Matt Grizzly. That's going to be a puck moving defenseman tonight. So I think, yeah, over five and a half is actually playing this game now with uh, having actually Ranta in net and Swayman in the other net and having those D-men out. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of com communication, you know, in uh, the, for the de uh, defense for the Boston Bruins. Same like for the Blues, actually, you know. Blues lost, lost some D-men and there was just lack of communication, a lot of odd man rushes for a while. And I think we see something similar here. Uh, only concern for me for the over, and uh, maybe actually we'll bet it now just live since I have not bet it yet. Uh, it's a branch game, so maybe it's a slow start, you know, first eight to yeah. ten minutes without any goal scored, and then I can get that uh, maybe five, you know, something like that. So since I have not played the bet yet, I think I'm going to play this live, and that's it, yeah. All right, I think this is a good Sebastian. Sebastian Ajo and um, has been a little bit quiet. So has Fetchnikov in this series at times, but I think both of them get rolling today. I think you target the number one line for Carolina today because, look, there's going to be a lot more freedom for them with the puck with no Charlie McAvoy uh, on the other side for Boston. So, you know, I think this is a situation where you could really see, you know, some success and, you know, see some uh, ability here for this uh Carolina top line to really do some damage today. You know, again, McAvoy would be up against that uh, Carolina top line quite a bit, you know, if he was healthy and uh, available to play today, which we now know is no longer the case. So uh, I definitely think when you analyze this matchup here, uh, that this is going to be a very, very good positive expectation type of matchup for that top line for the uh, Hurricanes. So uh, I think those are props you can target today Svechnikov Aho and certainly Seth Jarvis who I've talked about time and time again Tara Vine and Niederreiter maybe consider them as well for uh, Carolina in terms of props uh it's going to be interesting to see uh, how it goes but Bruins up against it today could they overcome it yeah they could they're gonna have they're, they're at home the crowd will be you know amped up especially now that they're back within two to one in this series but I think that's tough I mean take out by far and it's not even close your best defenseman plays the most minutes, and you got to go up against this three, four line and waves Carolina team. That's going to be a difficult ask, I think, for Boston today. All right, next up, we've got Western Conference first round game four. This is at 4:30 p.m. Eastern time. This is the second afternoon game, and then the other two games are at night. Uh, Minnesota, St. Louis. We've got uh, even money both sides, minus 110, total six and a half in this one. So Minnesota wins game three. St. Louis has got to have this one. I don't think there's any way back or road back for the Blues if they fall down 3-1 in this series with the uh, going back to Minnesota for Game 5. Uh, this ends up being absolutely critical here uh, for the uh, St. Louis Blues. And I do think situationally I want to back St. Louis here in a game they need. But my goodness, the blue line situation is a disaster for them. Tory Krug is out, and he's not going to come back anytime soon. Uh, Craig Berube said he's going to miss probably some time, just a question of how much. Uh, Robert Bortuzzo uh, may not be back today. Uh, he, of course, has missed a, a few games. Uh, Nick Letty still sidelined as well. He 
feeling better apparently uh, prior to game three. So maybe the door's open for at least Nick Letty to come back, but you could be in a situation once again here for uh, the blues today where you're down three starting defensemen. And if you watch game three, man, did they struggle with defending the wild penalty, killing everything uh, without those three guys on the ice. Well, Krug started the game and uh, he ended up getting hurt during the game and did not return. But, you know, playing most of that game without three starting defensemen, we asked our guest yesterday, Travis White on the show, what does that mean to a hockey team? And, and communication suffers, you know, breakdowns happen, turnovers happen. You're talking about players that have to play more minutes, play in, you know, different positions, play with defensive uh, pairing partners that they are not accustomed to. So it just ends up being a, a really difficult situation. And look, I, I want to take St. Louis here, minus 110. I lean blues. I, I may get involved from a small perspective, a smaller uh, wager type of standpoint here on St. Louis. But man, it's difficult to really love the blues given that situation. I mean, that's that's difficult to overcome that. Three starting defensemen. Now, the blues also need to get their offense reignited. Uh, all of a sudden, these last two games, it hasn't been pretty for them offensively after they lit up the uh, Minnesota Wild in game one, largely because of their power play. I think what's concerning me a little bit, Vito, is where's the five-on-five -five offense for the Blues? Really, a lot of their damage this series has been on the power play. Five-on-five, that's -five, been nothing special. Nothing to write home about whatsoever. You know, for the St. Louis Blues, you look at game one, you know, they scored two power play goals out of the four. In game two, where they lost 6-2, one of the two goals came on the power play. The 5-1 loss in game three, Vito, the only goal was on the power play. So where the hell is this five-on-five even-strength offense for the Blues? That is a problem right now. Uh, you can't all you can't be a uh, special teams exclusive team. Yeah, special teams is important at playoff time, but you got to try to find some five-on-five -five offense. Uh, we'll see if they can do that here. Maybe the Wild take a few more penalties. Barube wasn't thrilled with the officiating in Game 3. We'll see if that leads to maybe a few more calls being made on Minnesota uh, in this game. I definitely, it's Blues or pass, all right? Because you know you're going to get the most desperate, urgent Blues team tonight. They can't go down 3-1. They know it. They've got to have this one. So it's Blues or pass for me, but I'm I'm worried about the defenseman being out. And I'd wait till closer to puck drop, see at least maybe you get Nick Letty or Bortuzzo back. You won't get Krug back, but hopefully maybe you get one of those other two back. But lean blues, I'll small bet. I'll, I'll step it up with a bigger bet if we find out maybe both of those defensemen are back. But a uh, small bet on the blues, but I'm worried about the blue line situation. And I'm coming back to the over one more time in this series here, even at uh, six and a half with the uh, total. Uh, Vito, what do you think here? Game four, Minnesota, St. Louis. Yeah, well, yesterday I like to play blues here, but today I'm checking a little bit. And yeah, you know, Krug is out and so many D-men are out. And Sometimes, you know, yes, they have to bounce back and everything, but, you know, sometimes you just have to look at the roster. I mean, one guy is okay, but here we are looking at three guys uh, out from the Blues roster. Plus, you know, I mean, uh, I, I'm not sure who is going to be in net uh, as well, you know, because, uh, well, uh, as I said, Beru what said Berube, I mean, Binnington is always an option for them. So maybe we can see again who's so playing, you know, in the net today. So that's what I'm waiting also for, to be confirmed. Uh, haven't placed any bets on this game just because, well, I played Minnesota on that first game when they were in St. Louis when they won 5-1. to one. And, well, I mean, Minnesota were just much, much better than Blues, you know, but it's understandable maybe the Blues' first game back home, missing some D-man, lack of communication in the, uh, in the back, you know. That led those many, like, going down early 2 nothing. you know, that Blues will not do that today, you know. They will definitely try to be focused from the first minute. They will try to avoid going down early in this game. So, 
I still can see Wild maybe. Well, just because Blues are missing those demons. And actually, talking about that five on five play, for the Blues, it was not there all season, more or less. You know, they had some better games, better parts of the season, but most of the time they were like not there on the expected goals, not there on the Corsi levels. You know, they were always like below the average. So Minnesota was always better on five on five. And that's what we see, saw in the last game here. So I, I, yeah, I know this series went under the last time, last game, I think, but uh, yeah, I'm also kind of leaning over in this, uh, in this place because I just think, you know, Blues again missing those demons, you know, they will try to out, outscore the Minnesota, Minnesota here, I think, to win this one, you know. So I think this, this game really goes over here. So I'm with Ian, yes, and over here. All right. Sounds like Vito likes the over more than the, uh, side in this game, the uh, the Blues. And uh, like I said, I probably would agree with that. If the defensemen are out, I like the over more. If, if I see Letty on the ice, if I see Bortuzzo on the ice and they look a little bit more like they're going to be, you know, just having one instead of three starting defensemen out for this game, then I'll definitely like the Blues more because uh, I do think this is a blue spot. They they they, ha- they, they got to find a way to win this one. Uh, they, gotta, they can't go down 3-1 going back to a, a great home building like Minnesota. Uh, so uh, definitely this is an important game. Uh, no question about that for uh, the Blues. We'll see if they are uh, able uh, to get the job done here uh, in this one and tie this series up uh, at two games apiece. Uh, by the way, for props in this in this uh, game, uh, pretty much a lot of the same uh, cast of characters that I've talked about repeatedly uh, in this series as far as props go. I mean, Robert Thomas, George, I think Tyru is w- overdue for the uh, Blues. He's someone that hasn't actually made that significant impact yet in this series. It's mostly been O'Reilly, Perron, Tarasenko earlier in the series. But uh, I think Jordan Cairo, if you really want to go a little bit hunting for bargains, you could go with him. Justin Falk, I mean, on the blue line, not that he'll score, but points, shots on goal, someone's going to have to fill more minutes, right? Uh, With uh, If Krug's out, which he is for sure, and you're missing one or both of Letty and Bortuzzo, Who's going to get the most minutes now? Who's going to see their minutes increase the most? I think that's probably Justin Falk uh, for the St. Louis Blues. So I think Justin Falk props, certainly at least shots on goal, if not uh, uh, to score a point. You know, it's definitely something you could look at here. For the Wild, you know, I think Fiala, you could see him get going. He's, it was quiet the last game, but certainly very capable. Um, and Kaprizov starting to heat up, no question about that. Uh, there's definitely a different... Uh, ways you could go about it here. I still stick to my guns that Hartman and Felino, the two guys that are the the grit grinders of the team, two guys that are capable of getting to the front of the net uh, and end up scoring tough goals in tough areas, you could see them get going as well eventually for the Wild. So there's some prop suggestions for me for that game. All right, we turn our attention now to the two games tonight. Uh, Eastern Conference first round game four, Toronto Maple Leafs, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, we've got Tampa Bay minus 120 uh, here in game four at home. Uh, total six and a half across the board. Leafs leading this series two to one. That was a man's game from Toronto in game three. I was so impressed. All ends of the ice. I am impressed too. Joel Erickson Eck. Yes, of course. It goes without saying Joel Erickson Eck for Minnesota propping that game. No doubt. He, he's just uh, feeling it right now. Uh, but yeah, getting back to Toronto, Tampa, they played a per- great game. And look, five on five for Tampa Bay. It's got to be concerning that Toronto has outplayed Tampa Bay at five on five in this series. That, especially the last game, I mean, it seemed like they had Tampa Bay running around in their own zone quite a bit. And Tampa Bay's got some issues here. We know they've got an immense top six, no question. And even the third line, which I've said with Paul and Colton, can chip in. But 
you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs with their their their, their depth and their team speed uh, and the fact that they've got, you know, not just Matthews and Marner chipping in, you've got Engvall stepping up, you've got Ilya Mikheyev continuing to do the job uh, for the Leafs. Um, and of course, you got David Camp, who is someone that barely anybody batted an eye when Kyle Dubas signed him in the offseason. And look, in the regular season, he was not someone that we noticed a ton, especially offensively. He was just more of that, you know, defensive minded forward, you know, be good in his own zone and be that kind of player for the Leafs. Well, he's been that kind of player. He's been excellent defensively here in the playoffs, like he was most of the regular season. But all of a sudden, his offense has come to life for this Toronto team. He has scored not only multiple goals in this series for the Leafs, he scored some big goals for them. And it's been impressive to see the, what we've gotten from the offensive side of things from David Camp in this series uh, from the Leafs. So, you know, they're getting different contributions nightly. Colin Blackwell scores a big goal for them as well in Game 3. You know, it's been impressive what they have been able to do. And now it's going to be up for this t- to this Tampa Bay Lightning team, Vito. You know, you're supposed to be the pet team with the pedigree, the team that's won back-to-back Stanley Cups. Do you have uh, a reach-back-in-you effort tonight to find a way to get this series tied up before it goes back to Toronto for Game 5? I honestly think they do. This does have that feel of a back-and-forth, ebb-and-flow type of series. The team that loses the previous game goes above and beyond to make their adjustments to be better in the next game. Uh, and I think that's the way this series is going to evolve. And we've seen it already. You know, Tampa Bay gets blown out in game one. They answer with a very, very strong game two and take care of Toronto pretty handily. Although Toronto made it, you know, closer than the final score would indicate late. And then Toronto makes their adjustments going into game three. Sheldon Keith puts Jason Spezza back in the lineup, which was a good decision. They work on some things on the power play. They changed their penalty kill look a little bit after Tampa burned them in game two. They made their adjustments Toronto, and they won game three, and they were the better team in game three. Now it's John Cooper's turn, in my opinion. Make your adjustments. This is a team that, just like with St. Louis, I think for Tampa, if they go down 3-1, they could still come back and win the series, but it's going to be very tough. And you're t- talking about a Toronto team that pissed away a 3-1 series lead last year, and maybe they've learned a lesson from that. Maybe they're not going to do it again if they go up 3-1. But Tampa would rather just completely avoid that possibility, and they do that by winning tonight, and I do think they will win tonight. So I like Tampa Bay here, minus 120. I I think it's up to them and the leadership group, Stamkos, uh, Hedman, uh, Kucherov, uh, all these guys that have been there for years with this team. This is their opportunity to step up, have a better game, Cooper to make his adjustments after Keith made his going into game three. I think that's just what it is. It's a, it's two great teams. There's not a lot of separation here. And I think now it's Tampa's turn to step up and find a way to win. So I like the lightning here at minus 120 in game four. Uh, Vito, what do you think here? Toronto, Tampa Bay. Yeah, well, I also took lightning here earlier. Uh, well, just because I think yet I, I try not to overthink it too much, you know, uh, I didn't bet the first game because I was pretty much sure I will bet the next game the loser of the first game. So I, I will not go against me. And I mean, everybody is healthy. We know what he can bounce back. I watched some big uh, media with Cooper. He also didn't look too too like sad or too worried about that, that they will not bounce back. He's pretty sure about his team, you know. I, and as he said, I think Tampa is the best. Uh, Tampa is at their best when they're engaged from the first period, you know. 
and we saw many times this season when they just don't play the first period then they just play a few minutes of the second period score some goals are back in game you know and somehow wins so that will not work in playoffs you know and that's why we see these big zigzagging how you call it you know and uh and yeah and I, I, we have seen i mean last time also in the regular season toronto beat tampa like 6-2 at home then tampa comes back wins them 8-1 uh, or something so kind of expect to see same here i mean uh two elite teams you know tampa is still defending champions you know they aren't gonna go down that easy here to, to leaves you know 140 serious i don't think so you know i think they're getting this 2-2 i think still maybe leaves win this leaves win the series because they just look faster a little bit you know and more engaged i, I don't think you can leave uh, win serious just playing you know like tampa do like one game plays good and not uh, then again not good you know i think they will pay for that later in the series but they aren't i'm going down easy i think the, this game they are winning at home so uh yeah give me tampa on the money line here yeah i think it's a good game for tampa props I, i'm always going to bet nick paul and ross colton because i think there's tremendous value but this could be a night where stamp goes Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, those are the guys that come to the forefront. You remember in game two, right? After they lost game one, you know, Kucherov scored a goal, Braden Point scored a goal. It was the big guns that really stepped up for the uh, Lightning. Uh, so I would think we're going to see more of that here. And Stamkos, too. I think Stamkos, had, Stamkos got robbed by Jack Campbell in the third period uh, of game uh, three the other night. And that could have tied the game. You know, it was an absolutely phenomenal uh, save he made on a one-timer by Stamkos at the face-off circle, which is often where he sets up. Uh, and it was a terrific save. Uh, he had a couple of chances in that game. So Stamkos, you know, might find the back of the net here tonight. Uh, probably would be worth a look in terms of props there. For Toronto, again, you can take Matthews. You can take Marner. That's fine. But I'm looking at the depth forwards. I'm looking down the lineup because these are guys that have stepped up. How do you not take a shot with David Camp to score with what he's done? Uh, in this series you're going to get an incredible price for him to score a goal now uh, in this series and he's done it multiple times so david camp Ilya mikheyev i've talked about Ilya mikheyev I'm, I'm sick of talking about Ilya mikheyev but i talk about him so much because he makes an impact and he's not being bright like he's, he's, he's still plus 300 to score a goal tonight david camp is plus 550 to score a goal tonight for the toronto maple leafs think about it these guys have scored multiple goals in this series for the Leafs. And you can get Mikheyev plus 300. You can get David Camp at plus 550. I mean, that is just win or lose. That's value you have to take a shot with. No question about that, uh, the way this series has unfolded. So uh, definitely some value with some, not so much the, the big guns for the Leafs with the props, but look down the lineup. Look at some of these guys that have chipped in. Look at an Engvall maybe. Look at a Spezza even. Kaspetsa in the playoffs, we've seen him in the past really uh, get the job done. So there's a lot of good options in terms of player props with value, uh, especially on the Toronto Maple Leafs side of things. Uh, all right, let's go to the last game uh, on this Sunday uh, NHL card. It's the Edmonton Oilers taking on the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, all of a sudden, this series has turned pretty lopsided uh, in the last two games. We'll see if the uh, L.A. Kings can uh, find a way to turn the tide here. Uh, we've got Edmonton minus 155 uh, road favorites uh, in this game. Game four in L.A., total six and a half uh, across the board. Uh, it's been ugly since that game one win for L.A. Uh, in this series for them. As uh, Ever since that game one victory, the Oilers have taken over. They've outscored the uh, L.A. Kings, what is it, 14-2 to 
uh, in the last two games combined uh, in this series. So it has been obviously problematic. No question about it for the uh, LA Kings. Uh, really, they haven't been able to contain uh, uh, not only McDavid and Dreisaitl, but look, Evander Kane, uh, Kyler Yamamoto, uh, some of the de- other forwards uh, and supporting cast for the uh, Edmonton Oilers have stepped up uh, and have found a way to uh, get the job done uh, offensively. So uh, there's been all kinds of issues right here for the LA Kings as of late. And now they're in a situation where, you know, much like we talked about with St. Louis and Tampa Bay, you're that team that's down 2-1 playing at home. You, you want this game. You don't want to be down 3-1 uh, going back on the road, facing elimination in game five. Uh, so we'll see if the Kings can step up. I do think in the first period, the Kings are maybe worth a look here uh, in this game. I do like LA in the first period. I do. And look, I don't think they're winning this series either. And I do think Edmonton's kind of taken over. But I, And I could see a scenario where LA wins the first period tonight, but Edmonton comes back and wins the game. I, I could see that for sure. But I definitely think L.A. will have a good 20 minutes. Look, Todd McClellan was pissed, all right, after the uh, last game. He was not happy. He basically said, all right, this is going to be nice and short and quick. I can summarize it very quickly. We were not very good tonight. You can name any individual. None of them were any good. And then he updated someone that was injured, Carl Grunstrom, and said, is anything else? Nobody asked a question. He was out of there. He said good night. It was a very short and sweet and to-the-point press conference from a very angry uh, Todd McClellan. Uh, for the LA Kings after that loss the other night. So uh, I expect a great response in the opening period from this team, but I just think Edmonton's better. And even if they have a great start, the Oilers have, you know, the offense. And to be quite honest with you, there's some real leaks starting to show up with both Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson in goal for the Kings. I mean, they have definitely not exactly stepped up and played well these last two games. Maybe Edmonton's found something. So I do think LA first period is worth a look, but I'm also going to take Edmonton team total uh, over three and a half at plus a hundred, even money. So those are the two bets for me, LA first period, a uh, money line. Uh, you can get that right now, that first period money line at around plus plus one twenty uh, for the LA Kings first period money line. But I'm also going to take the Oilers team total over three and a half, because I think we could see LA win the first period and whether Edmonton wins or loses, I really do think we could still see Edmonton get four goals. I mean, look what they've done here the last two games. They put an eight spot on the board. They put six on the board uh, in game two. Uh, game one, they were held below th- uh, four goals. They only scored three uh, in the game one loss, but they had a bunch of chances. They probably could and should have had more than that uh, in game one, and I don't think they played that terribly in game one, even though they lost. So two. In- uh, it's an interesting strategy. It's an interesting um, process here for me It's an, uh, for betting this game. But I, I think it's I think it's got a chance to go two and zero, where we could see LA be up in the first period, and then we still see Edmonton get themselves to four goals uh, in this hockey game. So LA plus one twenty first period, and also Edmonton team total uh, over three and a half here, which you can get right around even money. Uh, Vito, what do you think here? Game four, Oilers Kings. Yeah, I mean we just watched the Kings a little bit. Uh, looks like Drew Doughty is a big miss. You know, looks like they cannot really play D good anymore, you know, some cross-ice passes are going through, I mean, PK looks terrible, P- Parkway also doesn't look better, you know, Kopitar was the man who should try to shut down David, hasn't really worked out good, you know, but, you know, still that 2-8 loss, uh, you can expect much better Kings team today, I mean, it's still playoffs, you know, that those guys have pride, those the guys will come out here and play a hockey game, you know, can they win the Edmonton? 
that, that's a question. I think more better looking this game is just a full game over. I mean, these both teams have been pulling up a lot of expected goals uh, in this series. I mean, Edmonton alone put up four expected goals last game, only five on five, I mean. And uh, they're putting up like more than 2.3 expected goals every game, five on five. So I, I can see Oilers scoring at least three here. I think also Kings are getting like two or three goals here today. So I think by the end of the game with all the... Uh, empty nethers and so on. I think we will, uh, the over will push over six and a half here. So that would be my look here. Yeah. All right. Like an over six and a half here uh, at minus 105 uh, for the uh, Oilers and the Kings for Vito uh, here in game four tonight. Uh, this is a great day of hockey because all of these series are game fours today and they're all two to one. So we're either on the precipice of this being a best two out of three if the team trailing two one ties the series up, or we're on the precipice of an elimination game uh, in the next game uh, if all these teams end up going up three games to one today. So uh, this is a very big day uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs and in each of these, the swing game, uh, as I like to call it. You're either going to be 2-2 or 3-1 in the series uh, after today uh, in all four of, the, of these games. So uh, it should lead to some fascinating and uh, very, very uh, dramatic, exciting playoff hockey today. Uh, no question uh, about that. And as far as props go in this game, um, for the Kings, I'd go Trevor Moore. Uh, he's been good in this series. Kopitar, I think this is a Kopitar kind of game for LA. He's the guy that's won the Stanley Cups there. You need, you know, a, a big time effort from this team. And he's one of the guys, you know, the veterans you can lean on maybe to lead the way for the LA Kings. So in terms of props for LA, I think Trevor Moore on Jay Kopitar would be players that I'd be targeting here uh, in this game for them. Uh, I'd like to trust Kempe, but Kempe's had a tough series so far. Uh, maybe he steps up today, but he's definitely been quiet, uh, and they need more out of him, no question, L.A. For the Oilers, I'd stick with Kane. I'd stick with Hyman, Yamamoto, and I'm still going to bang the drum when it comes to Warren Fogle, uh, even though he's down the lineup. I think at, at some point you're going to end up seeing uh, Warren Fogle step up and find the back of the net in this series. He scored playoff goals in the past for Carolina. He's very capable of that. So there's some prop looks for, for me uh, for that Oilers uh, and Kings game. All right, great stuff with Vito on this Sunday edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Uh, make sure you hit the like button uh, if you haven't done so uh, already. Uh, we appreciate that very much. Uh, we'll get to best bets in just a second. Before we do that, of course, we want to mention DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Uh, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, it's time for uh, Best Bets to wrap it up for this Sunday edition of the Ice Guys. Before we do that, I want to mention our guest list this week. We've got special guests on pretty much every show except one uh, this week. I don't think as of right now we have a guest on Tuesday. 
Uh, but other than that, we've got a guest every other day this week. We're going to have Nate Longpray uh, joining us. Uh, had a long pro hockey career recently. He'll be with us tomorrow uh, on the show. On Wednesday, uh, Andrew Goss is going to be uh, with us. He played college hockey just recently at Yale, and he's big time into uh, sports betting right now. So Andrew Goss will join us on Wednesday. Derek Roy, I'm looking forward to that on Thursday. Uh, he will be with us. Buffalo Sabres, uh, back when Buffalo was good, the last time Buffalo was really good, Derek Roy played for them. Uh, looking forward to reminisce on some of those times that when he played with the Sabres back in the 2000s, uh, and we'll break down the Thursday card with him on that show. Friday, we're going to have Raymond Bryce joining us uh, on the uh, show. Uh, he's playing pro at the moment. Uh, Daryl Bootland, tough son of a gun. Dropped the gloves more than once, many times. Uh, he'll be with us on Saturday next weekend, and Vito, of course, will be with us for that one as well. And Perry DeRiso will join us as well. He had a long pro career as well next Sunday. So that's your uh, guest list for the upcoming week uh, right here uh, on the Ice Guys show. As the, as the playoff shows, which have been a lot of fun so far, they just keep on rolling on a daily basis. All right, best bets. Vito, what do you like for uh, best bet today? Yeah, I, th I think we need to bounce back from that Flames loss yesterday. So we're going to do that together with the Tampa Bay, right? Who also needs to bounce back today. So Tampa Bay on the money line. All right, there it is. Tampa Bay minus 120 uh, against Toronto uh, for Vito with his uh, best bet. Uh, my best bet is going to be, uh, I'm going to go with that too. It was going to be mine, so I'm going to stick with it. We're going to give you the same best bet. We uh, don't do that often, but this is my best bet as well. Same as Vito here. Uh, Tampa Bay minus 120. Uh, and I was on Toronto. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was on Toronto in game three. I thought they would bounce back. I thought they'd be ready for that uh, environment in Tampa. Play a good game after losing game two at home. They did. Now I think it's Tampa's turn to respond. Play a great game. Get that power play going once again. I think they will. And let's not forget, Jack Campbell had to make some incredible saves to preserve the win in game three. He came up with some larceny down the stretch to preserve that victory for the uh, Leafs. Uh, I think Tampa Bay can respond and tie this series up. And I think they will. Tampa Bay minus 120 for me as well uh, for my best bet on this Sunday uh, NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Vito, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.